everybody, we are going to be looking at the scientific aspects of COVID and how this all links in together with the coronavirus. We've been looking at the godly aspects yesterday, which was Sunday, it was a really great time to, to do that. And this is part of three, so the second part was the godly aspect, although it's always um, at the beginning and the onset of everything. Um, and what really, you know, why this is actually here, why I'm broadcasting about this. And so the first one was basically the human aspects of coronavirus and how and we are forming uh, COVID law. And then the second part yesterday, that was all the, um, the divine aspect of how we take the divine law into temporal law. And today we are going to be looking at science. So if you don't really understand much about the divine law or basically God and how things actually manifest so you're maybe more capable at looking at the scientific um, level of things. Underneath that's the human level so really we have to be honest with you it should be godly um, first and then the scientific and then the human level. So the humans are very um, simple level, just how looking at how people behave at a human level. The scientific is the understanding all behind that and the godly divine um, nature and divine law is how things manifest into uh, the ether and into our human form. So in how it manifests um, in ways that we can understand scientifically and then on a human level, um, how it manifests in that human level too. So godly is always first, the divine is always first. Um, now, we had to probably look at the human aspect of it in terms of um, that way so that we could really make sure that there was a net for as many different people as possible. So now we're going to look at the scientific sub-aspect of coronavirus as according to um, the COVID regulations and law. Okay, so we're going to talk about households. So the forming of households and why we um, are very careful about this and why it's just a certain, you know, an extended household has to be one which is very carefully chosen in this time and it is just one that you stick with and one that you commit to. So obviously you can understand why this is the case from a divine sort of perspective, whether you're just staying with family or, um, you know, whether you are going to um, be making a commitment and staying with someone who you're forming a new family with, such as a marital spouse or which would be recognized normally, usually as a marital spouse or whatever. So in any case, um, or project environment, that kind of thing. So all these are different types and forms of households or possibilities for households. The, the scientific um, reasons behind, obviously, it um, being a very careful choice is because obviously um, that's a household that you are now putting at risk. You're also putting yourself at risk and them. So the more measured and more careful the movements are and the more in alignment they are with something of order, um, therefore, clearly, the more likely they are to be protected in terms of you're going to be protected from um, catching the virus or passing it on. Whereas, obviously, if your household is not chosen properly, you're less likely to be able to be a success within that household and for that um, household to be able to be committed together for any appropriate length of time. Therefore, if that household then breaks up, you're 
going to be putting yourself and that household then at uh, further risk not only yourself that household but the wider public in general as you start to move around more or reassess and realign your household to someone else and potentially open that up there for in terms of the other um, people doing that basically it's because the coronavirus is um passed on by humans by people and the r number is to what level it passes on so as soon as you break up your household you're actually putting your entire community and your country and then therefore your world in danger in terms of contracting coronavirus so you start to increase the possibilities of infection as soon as you change your household and that's why it's such an important measure that's done so carefully appropriately not just by looking at the scientific side of things like oh I might stay with this person scientifically they would be a good person to stay with because such and such and such and such they could be scientifically perfect on paper but you might not actually have a spiritual designation to be with that person or those people and when that's off the scientific aspect of it has no grounds and will not help you in any case if you do not actually (laughs) want to be around those people and find yourself in a situation where you now need to reassess who you're staying with so that's why it's so important not just to look at the signs um, but to look at it from a more divine and godly perspective as well so you can go and look back at that podcast which is the previous one um, and it's the new covenant um, and it's a sunday segment so that's the main thing um, in terms of uh, obviously the the rate of infection and why it's important to carefully choose households if you're carefully um, choosing a household with more discernment you're also more likely to be in a more controlled um, manner in terms of how you interact and how you behave Um, with them you're more likely to be committed to them if you're meant to be with them for other reasons rather than just a a a human um, level or a scientific level if there's um, emotion there in terms of you know and a commitment to god so there's more of a stronger commitment there you're more likely to be um safe and careful in the way that you treat yourself and them and therefore the community in the wider world so scientifically it just means that you'll be less of a risk factor and so will that group be less of a risk factor in causing further problems down the line so that's the scientific sort of harsh sort of side of it um, as to why it's important to um to make sure that you're being very careful with households and extended households obviously the other is that you don't want um to be in a position where you've brought someone into your house who is all over the place at other points during the day and left right and center and picking up the virus or potentially picking up the virus and then bringing that into your um you know household with family members or children that you might already have so it's extremely dangerous it's really important and um, to to consider this um not just from a biblical sense but also from the scientific aspect of reality that you know we're 
dealing with situations in a pandemic and it's probably not really the time when anyone should be thinking about extending households however that's the reason why it, you know obviously it's a it's a very lenient allowance um but uh, that's why it needs to be done in such a measured way scientifically um with regards to um obviously face curvings face masks now uh, there was scientific evidence obviously to prove that it was better than nothing but you had to be very careful um, that you you didn't actually have coronavirus so if you actually already had coronavirus you could be impacting your own personal safety by wearing a mask or a covering if it was keeping all of that diseased air going back in and circulating round and round without getting fresh air so that's why it can actually be to a detriment and you need to be careful as to who it is that's actually wearing a face covering and who's not. The other point was that they found that um, scientific uh, research found that people who wore face masks were less likely to adhere to the other measures in place such as keeping distance and all these other kind of different kind of measures because they thought they were somehow immune once they were covering their airways, they forgot about the fact that it's also a contact disease and that can be con- um, contracted through surfaces being touched or other things like that are being too close in general. Um, where the masks are an extra, they are not a substitute for the other measures and they um, don't prevent all droplets or particles from gaining access to a respiratory tract, especially if you're standing with a mask on and you're nearby someone else. So it doesn't work that way. So these are the different scientific points with regards to the face masks. However, it is better than nothing as long as they are being utilised appropriately. It's also important to make sure that the masks are cleaned as well and that they're not being utilised over a long period of time because again you might not know that you have coronavirus or you might be asymptomatic plus whether or not you are or not and even the fact that you would be ongoingly taking in large amounts of CO2 could actually be to detriment because you're not get, allowing as much fresh air in and as much of the CO2 to leave um, the surface and leave the position in place in the area of your mouth. So they're only designed to be used for a very short period of time. Like for example, if you were really quite um, concerned being in a close um, concealed area such as traveling in, um, I don't know, say, bus or a subway um, on a train then obviously it would have to be a short distance so for something like that that really makes a lot of sense um, but again you'd have to have the other measures in place like the social distancing as well and general hand hygiene and things like that so these are the scientific points with regards to the masks. Now, how do we draw in the scientific point with regards to masks or face coverings rather and what God interjected with um, part of the Bible that actually referred specifically to what we could interpret as face coverings? It was looking at Moses and when he wore a veil. Now, I've never read that before, so we know that the Bible's a... Um, 
um, a living document plus there are many different types so they can give you different um, pieces of information at different times and so when I saw that and read it <laughs> I never read that before I knew this is God speaking to us about face coverings so I'm going to see if I can get that and locate it again so that you can have a read of it as well but here we're wanting to focus on the scientific more specifically so why would it be a good idea to reconsider face coverings well one main point would be that for example people who are catching the virus now not that we want that to occur but where it does occur there is a potential that they're contracting it in such a way that might lead to if they survive it might lead to them obviously collecting antibodies and being able to fight it thereafter and that could be a way of actually eliminating and um, or reducing or completely eradicating the virus if people become naturally immune to it so that would be one thing of course God's talking about faith um, in terms of just having faith that everything will work out but on a scientific more detailed level that's what that refers to potentially or what it can refer to and the other would be, of course, those other points that you know you're going to have access to more fresh air and also um, the CO2 sort of idea as well, the reduction in that. But again, it's all about balance. It's about making the right decisions for the right um, times and really praying about it because it's a very unique thing. And we do have to think about the wider public and not just us and who might be in the faith but what about those that don't yet have the faith and um, protecting them? So it really is something to be very careful about. But that's um, the kind of new particular pieces of um, scientific areas that we need to think about a little bit more.